Episode 347 of the Too Thick Pod, your home for all things sports, cards, and levity. I am Jeremy, joined as always by Manuel. What's up? How are you today? I'm pumped. Sunday, football, soccer, Real Madrid, Barcelona happen. And I get to top the day off of talking with my good friend, Jeremy. Yep. Kid, it's 9 o'clock, PWCC. Extended bidding starts in one hour. I am excited. Uh, the soccer game was a waste of time. The Bulls game was awesome. And then the Vikings do what the Vikings do best and uh, lose a game that they should have won. <laughs> hey, everyone was making cracks and jokes about the NFC East. Can't make jokes when it's a giant. Well, you can if the Cowboys lose tomorrow. But if the Cowboys win, you got Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles all making it to the divisional round. Yeah, and how about the early game with the, uh, you know, the Dolphins with like a ninth-string quarterback making it a little more interesting than anybody expected us, you know, especially after Buffalo jumped out to like what a seventeen nothing lead. Yeah, seventeen nothing, and you know, people were having deja vu probably because of last night with the Jags and Chargers. People's hometown favorite uh, collector, hobby hero, Justin Herbert, going up twenty-seven to nothing, and then losing by a winning field goal. There was a guy, and this is confirmed, he bet like when they were up 27 nothing, bet like 1.3 or 1.4 million dollars. And had he won, he would have won a measly eleven thousand dollars. Why would you do that? And Trevor Lawrence and his flowing hair came back and got the dub for the Jags. Dude, that, that game was crazy. But you're gonna see a ton of people pissed off and ton of people that Justin Herbert's market is going like this, <laughs> while Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones is going like that. It's crazy how the playoffs can affect card market values. I will be buying Justin Herbert in approximately six weeks. Yeah, it's smart because towards the beginning of the season, spring training, everyone's going to be like, I mean, Herbert, he's one of the best. He's going to win the AFC West again. The games he won this year with like no weapons – and I don't know what the hell's going on at the head coach position for them. Uh, the, the kid can play football, man. And so there's going to be an overreaction as always. So I'm just looking forward to it. It's, it's nice, relaxing, you know, kind of just paying attention to what my what my Bears are going to do because I don't think we need a quarterback. So I think we're going to be in a position to trade back, pick up some draft capital, some additional assets, and uh, go into next year absolutely loaded. And – I will add the NFL is huge on parity. So it wouldn't surprise me for my, uh, you know, one year from now, we're talking about Justin Fields, the greatest quarterback in the NFL doing the damn thing. I, I would say if I were your guys' shoes, I'd tell every team, oh, we're getting a quarterback. Justin Fields, not our guy to get to up that trade value to that number one pick. Hey, mark this. They might be able to trade back two or three times and still get the guy really? that they want. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, so I, I've, I've, I've watched a couple of mock drafts and read a couple of articles where it, it lays out very nicely. And this isn't like pie in the sky, but these are like realistic options. Obviously, a lot can change between now and then. You're going to have the combine, individual workouts, interviews with the teams. But if somebody determines they want their guy and they want to jump up to that number one spot, 
Now, a lot of this is contingent on, you know, whether or not Houston thinks that Davis Mills is the guy. No, they don't. That's 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 the key for you guys, though. I don't know why they won because they everyone knows Davis Mills is not the guy and that Houston wants a quarterback. So they're going to try to trade up in front of Houston to get their quarterback if they want it. That's why I, I don't know why anybody's surprised about the outcome of the game. And if you're not paying attention, that's who Lovey Smith is. He's not the one that's going to, you know, try to lose games or do anything like that. He's going to do the best he can with what he has. That's he's been pretty consistent about that. So the fact that anybody's completely shocked, you know what they could have done if they were worried about this, they should have fired him before the game. suspended him with pay and get a yes man in there to make sure that the Texans lose that game. They didn't do that. So anybody mad at Lovey, I don't, the hell he's shown who he is. Can you believe that he wins a game and gets fired right after he wins the game? Yeah. I I mean, I can, that, that, that that team was pretty brutal. And despite having, you not a lot of talent. Um, that was like the most Lovey Smith thing too, because the guys would always play for him. He was oh, yeah. a relatively good leader of men. Uh, unfortunately, I think, you know, the Tampa two can be picked apart. And if you don't have the right, you know, weapons, especially a middle linebacker who can drop back in coverage. And then if you have absolutely no offense, you're not going to win a lot of games in this current NFL. Well, did he what did he coach the your guys' Super Bowl run team? Was that him? Which one? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Which one? Sorry. Okay. So when you say when you say when you say run, are you talking actually making it to the Super Bowl? Because yeah, when we lost to the Colts, he was the head coach. Matt Nagy was the head coach during the double doink. Man, did you did you see the new uh the thing where it came out the documentary or it was a commercial or somewhere? I saw a video of saying it wasn't his fault. Was it Parky? It wasn't his fault. It was uh tipped. The guy tipped it at the line, and that's where the double doink happened. And you Chicago fans were giving this this kicker death threats because he missed the field goal by double doinking, but it got tipped. It did. Have you, did you see how many times that dude hit a post? <laughs> it was a magnet <laughs> you know what i mean and hell you could argue that it was going to be shanked completely left and if it wasn't for the tip uh it wouldn't have even close to being competitive and i'm not trying to relive that was just a terrible day what people forget is mitch trubisky made an incredible throw to put <laughs> said chicago bears in field goal position and then uh, this is just just painful times man just painful damn times <laughs> Before we get off the NFL and your Bears, I have a question. If you're if you're a Bears fan or a Chargers fan, which one would you rather be, like, before the playoffs? Being a team that's going to lose in the first round of the playoffs or be the per- team that gets the first-round pick? I'm always curious. If, you, if you're not competing for a Super Bowl, what the hell are you doing? Be in middle of the pack or be in, like, just a waste of time where you you're, you're losing out in draft position? makes absolutely no sense for me. Like I want to win Super Bowls. So the fact that we weren't going to win a Super Bowl this year, you want to see development from players. You want to see good strategy. You want to see some of those things. Meanwhile, you want those losses. You want those damn losses. And so uh, I I was actually pretty happy because the guys played very well for Eberflus. They're going to have well over a hundred million dollars in, in, 
salary cap money to go out and spend, get some talent. They've got some draft capital, which they haven't had in recent years. So they're situated to have a, a very nice offseason. And I will say all that while acknowledging that potentially trading a second-round pick for Chase Claypool, who hasn't done a damn thing or who didn't do a damn thing, I'm mindful of that. I'm not getting that front office. Uh, I'm not giving them a free pass. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I, I do want to, before, like I said, before we wrap off NFL, I've seen, I don't know if you've seen it, a lot of hype on these playoff games. It seems like a lot of people are trying to sell off some of their cards. If you're a buyer of NFL or any any type of, like your NBA, I would tell me if this is your opinion. This is me trying to talk about how I should not take losses. I shouldn't be buying any of these quarterbacks that are in the playoffs right now, right? Because I wouldn't. I know, like Trevor Lawrence cards went up, skyrocketed. Daniel Jones is starting to go up because they just beat the Vikings. It's just in my head, I'm like, why buy now? And why are people buying now? It doesn't make sense to me because it seems like a lot of people are trying to sell. I just, I don't think people, I think there's a certain sector in the hobby that's perfectly content just doing whatever they feel in that moment, which is perfectly fine. I want to be clear that I am not, I am not shit talking in any way, No, but sometimes people just want to buy cards when they want to buy cards and they don't think it through. And so I've gone to the extreme where I'm so adamant that I'm going to buy in the off season, unless it's a, a complete steal that it seems, it does seem outlandish to me, but Hey, to each their own. Well, your, your profile is a less risk more reward right or less risk you're not going to get top top dollar on a card because you're going to sell them off before they kind of get to that point while these people i'm I'm assuming like to live on the edge and they're probably buying like trevor lawrence thinking that he's going to make the super bowl then they could sell off like in a week or so and that's kind of where i where i think some people it just depends on how risky you want to be yeah but i mean right after pat mahomes won the Super Bowl, his stuff, right down. Yep. So what do you do? Right do you down. buy the day of the Super Bowl? The next day? No, you, you just wait, man. You just wait. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to who's buying and selling these things. If it's a big shark who has a big bankroll who can buy something and hold it until, you know, next year. But if it's somebody who only has limited funds and they buy it, all of a sudden they are going to be completely hamstrung because they don't have the bankroll to do anything else. So like those are the that. people I'll be looking to buy from. I like it. Because on when you go on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, all I'm seeing right now is Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones. These quarterbacks are in the playoffs. So be mindful. I, I kind of want to bring it up, too, because I, I fell into that same loophole because I see it and I'm like, ooh, I should get me a good one. But you could get screwed buying right now, so don't do it. How about all the people that were buying Lamar Jackson over the last few weeks getting ready for a a playoff run? And then week one tonight, game just started, and he's not playing against Cincinnati. No, he, he's going to be healthy right after they lose. He, he wants his contract. He said, I'm not playing again until I get my contract. He'll no, I really – that dude has always bet on himself. Yep. And I have no doubt that if he was good enough to go – he would go. You think so? I th- oh yeah. Yeah, I mean they have a oh, decent yeah. team with him. It, it it that whole that team is a way different team with him than without. And whoever gets him next year, probably not the Ravens, um, is gonna love it. Imagine him with their. Uh, I mean, 
we see them all the time because we're in uh, Michigan. But imagine Lamar Jackson with the Detroit Lions. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Lions are very happy with Jared Goff. He put up incredible numbers the last seven, eight weeks of the season. And, um, yeah, I don't think you could you could touch that Detroit team. They, they, they're walking around town like they just won the damn Super Bowl. That is a pumped group of people. It's so funny. They had a, a winning record in the last, like, ten years, and now they're strutting their stuff. How they're going to win the Super Bowl next year. I love Lions so, fans. Yeah, some Lions fans like, yeah, we're a lot like Cubs fans. And I was like, well, uh, in 2016, the Cubs won – the World Series. I don't recall the Lions winning the Super Bowl in the last few years. So let's not let's not put one another on the on the same uh, <laughs> the same you know pl- playing field, my friend. That's awesome. I oh I do want to bring up Com. We talked about this in prior shows. Com C. Jeremy and I. Jeremy did it like three weeks in prior, but I've been procrastinating, so I want to talk it up. If you haven't sent cards to Com C, that shit is easy. Just don't procrastinate like me. You literally put the little, like you go online, you put how much quantity cards, what the estimated value, you get a, a slip that you put in in a box and you're good to go. I thought you had to inventory everything. I was like, I was dreading inventory everything. That's why I was procrastinating, to be honest with you, until Jeremy told me to, to get my ass in shape and do it. Um, but it, as I was doing it, I found a fake card that I bought two years ago. I want to bring that up. Look at this. So hold on, hold on. Before you go into the fake card, the com C thing. Yeah. I think what we'll do is uh I, I wanna just preface or I just want to give clarity on this. So Trees Collectibles is over there making millions and billions of dollars <laughs> slanging cards in com C. And quite frankly, it's something that I've never even touched. I listened to a podcast by the real 27 guy. Um talking about com c i got a little bit familiar with it watched some videos and ultimately i've got i've got let's just say 55 row boxes of cards just filled and these aren't cards that i ever think about and i have like a little bit of ocd so it bothers me that i have all these cards here and they're not doing anything they're not being listed to sale they're not being sorted through for grading they're not they're just sitting there so i look at it as money just parked that I could be using for something else, whether it's personal, whether it's for reckless cards, whether it's for too thick pod, whether it's to buy myself a watch, it's just sitting there. So chatted with trees kind of gave us the rundown. And so what I did was for me, for Jeremy, for reckless cards, we just went through and I just started pulling out cards that I thought were between like two bucks and 10 bucks. I really didn't. I put them in penny sleeves and we, we pulled out like maybe 210 to 240. I don't even remember printed them off and shipped them away. And so I'm telling you that because to me, these are cards that were out of mind that we weren't even thinking about. So if something did get hap- did happen, yeah, that would suck. And that would be terrible. And I'm sure from a bookkeeping and insurance perspective, it would probably behoove me to have some sort of inventory, but just to get the ball rolling, mm-hmm. I just took them out. Paid no attention to what's in there. I've got an idea of like a few cards that were in there. But as I was just going through, boom, 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 shipped them out. Super disappointed to hear that Manny, who was way ahead of me two, three weeks ago when we started this, calls me today that tells me he hasn't even shipped them out yet. Mine have been shipped for a week. No, I, I did drop the ball on that. 
it, it's all my fault. I, I was dreading actually like inventorying them. And when I do, I'm, I'm weird. When I do something for the first time, I want to make sure it's perfect. I'm a perfectionist. So every step I have to get an answer before I go to the next step. It's probably something wrong with my head. Um, so I was stuck on that estimated value because I was like, okay, does it want me to tell you how much? Because it's so background. It takes it's fifty cents a card for to for the standard fees. So you kind no, of that, that's just for the ingestion. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's that, and then there's a, a, a seller's fee, right? It's like around. Yeah. It 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 depends on what it sells, but it could be like as much as like thirty percent on a, a dollar card, right? If I got that correctly, no, I think you got that incorrectly. Oh, okay. Well, let's erase that. It, it depends. It depends on like so. It depends on the actual value of the card, what it sells yeah. at. Because let's say it's a dollar card, you pay fifty cents for the ingestion fee, and then let's say it's a a five percent, or let's just say it's ten percent at that point. Oh, all in, you're fifty five. Right. So it depends on the value of the card. You're right. There is a percentage, um, and then I think what we're going to get clarity on and we'll share, you know, as we go through this, we'll share the good, the bad, the ugly is I believe there's an additional like five or 10% fee. If you try to take it out in cash. Yep. So like, it really makes sense to keep it as com C credit and use that to buy cards. Yeah. And that's what trees does. He basically just, it's like, he, it's kind of cool how he explained it to me. Trees was basically saying, it's like you're trading. It's a trading site. Like you're trading your cards for, bigger cards you're trading up it's a trade-up challenge really with com c and um i was i was looking well, at the video, people were complaining about prices too like sometimes they were saying like the fees like you're 50 off a dollar card but if you don't have the opportunity of like jeremy and reckless how they go to card shows and sell on like dollar bins or quarter bins quarter bins or 50 cent bins this is a perfect opportunity for you to get your stuff out in bulk that you're just sitting on, like you said. One, like, like 100%. It's just sitting here. I'm not using it. I'm going to put it up there. I am like if every card because they post it for you. They do all the legwork. And as I see what stuff is going for, if the average sale of everything's at $4, I'm going to post mine at $4.75 and I'll probably take any offer that's even remotely close because, again, these are cards that aren't being graded. I'm not interested in. They're you know, there, there, there's some cool stuff. I don't want to just say they're crap, but I think it's cool. And I would also add, and I might be a little hazy on the details. So take this with a grain of salt, but it is my understanding that if you have a ComC account and you see something posted on eBay that is through ComC, you can actually go directly to ComC and get the same exact card for a little bit cheaper and cut out pay and, you know, their markup to go through eBay. Not sure about that, but I think I understood that correctly. I think you're right. I heard that as well. Um, so that's a little tip on eBay tip. If you ever see cards on ComC, just go to ComC and get it for cheaper. Um, I think Trees told me that um, through DM. So I did, I did want to bring it up. I, it kind of led me to this fake card that I have. Um, I sent, I actually sent Jeremy, I sent 196 cards. Right on. So I'm right where you are. So let's see in a month, they say it takes like three to four weeks for them to like start uploading their cards. And then you go through and you put your price point. So when we start selling, we'll kind of give you a step-by-step on how, how we, how our effect is on Tom. See if we like it, if we don't like it. I'm, I'm hopeful 
that it operates the way that I think it does in my mind, because I think this year we're going to go away from the dollar boxes and the quarter boxes it shows just because it's, it's not that I don't like doing it. I absolutely love doing it. But for me, when there's outstanding items that need to be done, it makes me absolutely insane. I get like very anxious and then I'm, I'm a bear around everybody. It's like, we have to prepare this. We have to go through this. We have to go through this. The idea, and we'll probably, well, the idea is to like maybe just have like a Zion case to fill up enough, like a couple of showcases and then just really focus on buying. Um, and that excites me more because for us show prep, we put so much time and effort into show prep that uh, at the lead up to the show actually becomes quite tedious and really focusing on 23, like enjoying life a little bit more and having some more fun. So I think, I think this will be a good way for us to continue to churn inventory and, um, you know, still, still be active without stressing ourselves out. I agree too, because I was not, not on your aspect of stressed out, but when I was at Shipshawana watching your table, I was more stressed out watching those quarter bins because it's easy for someone to take rather than looking at the big cards as well. So it would take a lot of stress out because you don't have – they're not in cases, right? So anyone could just yoink all your cards. And I yeah, so to I'm going to tell a funny story. The last Shipshawana, when everybody got sick, we got back to the hotel at, like, after trade night, had an awesome trade night, and I was riding high because we had just gotten a, a sub back from TNT – and we had cracked a bunch of like SGC stuff and submitted to PSA and it came back as like tens. It was just a real solid return. But I had probably 150 cards to price. Mm-hmm. And I stayed up till like 2 30, 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> pricing 50 cent cards to $5 cards, putting them in top loaders, putting them in team bags and gunning them. And then everybody got sick and we ended up not being able to go to the show. And so I was just like, man, so much effort for nothing. Mm-hmm. for nothing and then sometimes i wonder like do people even recognize i'm sure like certain people do but the effort truly is not worth the the result that you're getting so yeah. I, I love doing the dollar boxes i love doing the quarter boxes but i think we got a lot of them we're probably gonna try to either donate some of them to some like schools that are doing some stuff with cards but also like you know for some local card shops uh you know, maybe sell them for like legitimately like pennies on the dollar. So they have some inventory. That's awesome. You guys are good hearted. I do want to bring up too, if you don't know Jeremy in person, the guy would give a shirt off his back. He came and he grabbed my cards because I couldn't sell them. And now he's trying to sell them for me. Um, What a guy, right? I teamwork, know. baby. Teamwork. It makes a dream work. And teamwork. then on the opposite side of the hobby, everyone. Well, here, here's the thing. You're my friend. And you're hamstrung by these cards. And uh, clearly, you'll call me to tell me that you're at Kane's Chicken for the 14th time. But you won't do anything to help yourself in selling some cards. So it's kind of like, let me help you. So I don't want to do. My, my mom, my mom wanted to see her grandchildren. So I brought my grand, my children to her. And me and Kaylee finally had 20 minutes to go get some food and come back to the kids. So, Isn't that wild? Yeah, you, you know what me and Court did today? We went on a coffee date and we found yeah. this dope spot in Fenton, had had a couple cups of coffee, and then we found a new card shop that just opened in Fenton. Really? Stopped by there. Yeah, bought some, you know, we always buy stuff when we go into a new shop to show some love and some some 
support. And then, uh, but again, we were only gone for like an hour, hour and a half. But and it makes the day, doesn't it? Oh my god, that's. So... <laughs> I love my kids to death. Don't I? Don't get me wrong. But man, the twenty minutes of just going to pick up food with just your wife, and we had a our Canes date <laughs> was awesome. So well, let me tell you something. I am, I am incredibly loud. Okay. Yeah. I am freaking loud. Courtney is absolutely loud. Amelia, <laughs> co-member of the Vagina Boys, is loud. And then Kaya and Lala are. Mine and Courtney, all of our greatest traits and all of our worst traits all wrapped up into one. So they are absolute from the time they wake up till the time they go to bed, they are animals. So that little hour seems like five hours and we're just like, oh, my God, I needed this. (laughs) I can only imagine the household when you have music blaring and everyone's just yelling and singing. It's probably the best time, to be honest with you. But yeah, Jeremy, fake card. I bought two years ago. I was going through my boxes. Look at this. Usually these are die cuts. I wanted to collect the set. set. I turned it around. There is nothing on the back. Maybe it's an error card. Maybe I'm just, they didn't die. I don't know. If someone knows, this definitely seems fake to me. And I spent good amount, not great. Like I spent 80 bucks on it when I bought it. And I'm pretty upset about it when I found another L. Manny taking another L. I saw so, I've, L. so I've got one right here. I'm submitting it. But um, I suspect I suspect it's going to be a fake. Really? That's just their, seems, just seems that's too good. True to go. rookie. The true that's, rookie. That, that's the Jordan Nike promo. Um and we we shall see. But you know what? It's funny is uh, we're getting ready to do a roundtable for Hobby Night School with Denny's Cards and Sports Card Stallion to talk about spotting fakes. Because one thing that uh, Alex from Sports Card Stallion has done a really good job of is pointing out the stuff that's being made on Etsy and some of these cards that, you know, for the average person, and I was one of those people up until, man, not too long ago, where you see something, you get excited, you smash the bin button. Or you make a bid and then you realize, oh crap, I have a card. And it, the, the, the details or the things that would suggest that it's not real are so subtle that the average person misses out on. So I definitely think there needs to be a high level spotlight on fake cards uh, oh, yeah. around. For sure. Especially the hobby got bigger, just like shoes. There's fake shoes everywhere. And I mean, same thing's going to happen when your hobby gets big. There's someone's going to try to pawn off. Remember Dallas card show a couple, I think it was a year ago. Someone was trying to sell fake Michael Jordan rookies and everyone was chasing them out of the Dallas card show. Dude. Or how about now you've got a, an exquisite LeBron patch that you have prominent figures in the hobby. And I'm just going to say uh Probstein who puts on a very compelling video. Now I'm saying, I don't know whether or not any of this is true, but he puts on a video and you're like, if I'm an average person, I'm like, okay, that's legitimate. There's a, without doing the homework, there's a supposedly, allegedly a letter from upper deck that says it's authentic. This card's real. And you got Bruce Wayne on the case. Yeah. Then you've got 
card porn. And they're saying it's not real. Now, what I think is fascinating, and again, I am not, I'm not a lawyer, is the people who are trying to sell this LeBron are going after card porn because they're like, essentially, without getting into details, and this is poorly worded, poorly, poorly worded. Basically, they're like, man, you guys are manipulating, controlling the, the, the market. You're fucking with my pocketbook, son. Yeah, you know, exactly. you know, shut up. <laughs> just, well, didn't Ken Goldman want his money too for like the actual auction as well? So like he's in it as well. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to get into all that. All I know, but that's result in lawsuit. You know, so you got everybody suing everybody. But point being is, un- unfortunately, I-, I think the hobby is a much shittier space than what we think it is. I think we all feel good and we're like, oh, it's great. And there's some nostalgia. Uh, there's some good memories when we were kids. There's and then like everybody hides behind kids. But there's just a lot of fucking sleaze balls, man, that are just trying to make money off of one another. And and I say this because it, I'm just going to stop. I just I don't th- I don't think it's nearly as wholesome. Just follow the money, man. You follow the money. And you can see there's a lot of people whose words don't match their actions. Well, we're just minnows swimming in with a bunch of sharks. So we don't see all the stuff that actually goes down behind, behind in the boats, the wreck ship. No, you know, it's the importance of creating relationships and treating people well. I think Brandon talked about it last week and it's like, he said our circle and it's like the people that we deal with. Like I know that if I have a question about something, I've got people who are going to look out for me and answer my questions. I know that if I'm getting ready to drop a significant amount of money, there's people I can trust. They're going to say, hey, that's a great idea or that's a bad idea or, hey, here's some resources or, hey, avoid that person. And that's that's impactful. You know, we've got some legitimate money. I don't want to say tied up. We've got some legitimate money in cards. And I would feel like hell like it it wouldn't be the end of the world, but it would just be like disappointing because we've worked really hard for mm-hmm. what we have. And so just seeing it happen to people who don't have the means and who can't afford to take an L like that, just kind of like kind of shitty. Do better, hobby. Be well, better, hobby. Exactly. Well, hey, there you could cancel the rumors of Ken Golden being card porn because he's not going after himself, right? So he's not card porn. No, no, no. These guys who are trying to sell the LeBron are suing card porn. Yeah, but I think Ken is with the guys because it was on his platform. I don't know, man. We don't know. We're just like I said, we're minnows. Why are we <laughs> why why are we minnows? I I mean, can we we're for flounders then, right? Clownfish. We're the clownfish. We're Nemo and the dad in this. Why? Movie. Why? Because mm-hmm. we don't get involved in that crap. So, okay. You want me to be honest? You're more of like, if they're whales, you're probably like a hammerhead shark and I'm the mental that's attached to you. You know, the one that is just swimming with you. See, here's the thing. You're, you're referring to people who are making their livelihood in this place. We are just fun, active participants who are having a good time. But we're also mindful that like there's some, some fuckery afoot. <laughs> and we want to look out for those those other people. Yeah. Now I will tell you, 
one thing I saw recently at a show that really like bothered me is there was like not a lot of movement going. Wasn't a lot of cash at the table. And I'm saying this because I want to talk about Dallas because I heard Dallas was popping and I really did have some FOMO. Me but too. I'm at the show and it was just painful to see these these guys with a card like this. Let's just say this is a Kobe White hoops card. Probably worth a quarter, if that. Yeah. With a $5 sticker on it, telling these unsuspecting people, you know what, I'll give it to you for $2.50. I'm giving you half off. There were and and these kids and these unsuspecting parents, and it's like, well, it's two dollars. Like, yeah, you know, two dollars is you know. Yeah. And it was like, I, I I wanted to be like, what the hell are you doing, man? Exactly. What the hell's wrong with you? Like, that's that's the way you're gonna operate. It just it's bothersome. And I don't know what's the right way to conduct yourself because it's also it's 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 not my place to step in. No. And is two dollars on a, a hoops rated rookie Kobe White card extreme? It's it's pretty bad. I don't know if I would say extreme. And I also think there's like, you know, as a participant, you you probably have to get burned a couple times to learn. I just yeah. hope it's not to the extent where they don't want to come back. Yeah. You want to hope they're Manny and gets burned every time and sticks with it. Stick with it. it, it exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it happens. But it's the principle. Like, even if it's $2, it's the principle of it. Like, Well, I'm- here's the thing. You're, you're a grown-ass man. Who's got your own money? You also have you know of all the resources and the tools that are available. If yeah. you choose not to use them, some of that pain is self-inflicted. Well, I do. Like if, you, if you can look up the value of a card and you yeah. choose not to, like you know what I mean. We own that. I do that sometimes too. Like yeah. oh shit, I should have checked. I should have checked the checklist. I didn't realize there was nineteen one of ones. I just overpaid for this particular yeah. one of one. I'm just saying. There's just. I, I, what Brandon said last week about like in the TCG community relative to the hobby community, it really rings true, man. Mm-hmm. And not that, and I can't assuming that what he says is true because I can't. I'm only dabbling in the TCG community with my with my black labels. Oh, just dabbling. You got two black labels. Just dabbling. No, no big deal. But uh, when you see people taking shortcuts or willing to rip somebody off for an extra buck in their own pocket you can miss me with that oh yeah and shout out to brandon well actually he's been putting me down a loophole i might be dabbling more and more into tcg in the future and i'll keep you um heads up because i've been watching a couple shows that he's been um telling me to and i've been staying up till two in the morning watching these shows so thank you so you know we were just talking about com c right and it was like three four weeks and you're like, oh, I got to be perfect. Off for grading tomorrow. Where'd you get those? <laughs> you don't even know who they are. What? I have no idea who they I are. <laughs> I think they're Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I'm, I'm, cl- I'm clipping this and sending it to <laughs> uh, Off to BGS tomorrow, my friend. <laughs> no. It is. It's you got to find like going back. You got to find your circle, and I got I found you. We have our little circle as well that we could ask and talk to. So, if you're in the hobby, have questions. If you want to learn how not to lose, you could get a hold of me. 
And I just want to kind of end this segment. And if you want to actually, an expert's analysis, get a hold of Jeremy. <laughs> so. No, you know, I don't, hold on. I, there's a point I want to make, though, is sometimes tasks in this hobby, i.e. grading, submitting cards for Com C, doing all these sorts of things seem intimidating because you've never done them before. And I remember the first time I graded cards, it took me like three weeks to pull the trigger. And yeah. I was like, so, and I don't know why. Because now it's such a simple process. I don't know what the hell took me so long, why I waited. And you know what? Had I done it when I first wanted to, that big batch of cards that got stuck at PSA during the hype, I would have had those back and I might be, I might not even be talking to you. So I guess, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways, as they would say. But, you know, like for you, you pushed off Com C because you thought it was going to be this crazy thing. And then once you got in, you dove head first. You're like, oh, wow, that was easy. I wish I would have done that a few weeks ago. So and like <laughs> what I've learned in life, and this has worked for me, uh, and not always, but sometimes just dive in, man. Just take some action and let's see what happens because I'm a, I'm a hands-on learner. So if I do something wrong, I'll share it. If not, but uh, yeah, to Manny's point, please reach out if you need help with anything. We try to make ourselves available as much as possible, whether it's me, Manny, or Courtney, we'll, we'll help you out. And if we can't, we'll definitely point you in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll, po- we'll point you to Courtney. She's the one that actually knows everything. So, yeah. <laughs> um, did you want to get into like how boxes from Panini, you maybe be able to see what's actually in the boxes? Yeah, there was uh, an article on Sports Card Radio. And you know what? I used to think that those guys were just trolling. Now, I think that they do an incredible job of sharing some stuff. And I also think they do it in a way that they're really smart about trying to get under people's skin. But if you recall, we had the we had the alleged fiasco where you could pick out the kabooms in the Crown Royal boxes based on a, a numbering sequence on this. Yep. Well, there's a guy who has been, I want to say the article goes on to say he's been between like 80 and 85% in determining which products for the 2022 release of Formula One, which ones have the autographs. And so, uh, you know, we can go to sportscardradio.com. They've got the article up and check it out. But um, I tend to believe where there's smoke, there's fire. And I'm not saying that, like, Panini's maliciously doing this or or Tops, excuse me. Um, But... They, they label everything. There's always uh, the numbers stamped on the inside of your, your box. Mm-hmm. And that's not just for shits and giggles. So it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that somebody's able to identify where things are going to be. Yeah, it looks like on the Formula One, it's this sticker. When they had the sticker, they, the QR code on the back gave away what was inside the box. Oh, wow. That's pretty easy. So this person said, I bought six for myself today. Missed one auto, still hit art, still hit an art. Called about 15 other in randoms with 80% win rate. That's why I'm telling you guys. So basically he figured out there's some freaking like I, I, I joke about it, but there's definitely some like Sherlock Holmes in these community that could figure this stuff out. Cause when you're looking at boxes, do you like, Oh, what's this when you're online? Oh, what's the serial number of this? You know, 
trying to figure it out. So, yeah, F1. If you <laughs> if you're buying F1 and it has uh, that um, QR code, you can see what's actually in it. Yeah, you know, if you in my industry, I've been in it for almost 20 years. Yep. And so I pick up I pick up on the most subtle. De- I, I like to, at least I like to believe that I do. Mm-hmm. I pick up on the most subtle details that a new entrance to our space wouldn't necessarily pick up on. So I'm sure like, and I never was around or I didn't participate in the blowout forum days, breaker TV. So if you've been in this space for a long time, I think you kind of have an idea sometimes of what's going on or who's doing what. And so, you know, I walked to national with some old timers who I believe to be trustworthy people down to earth, good people. And they, they kind of gave us the four one one on who's who and what's what. And I've never repeated that, nor will I out of, you know, respect for the relationship. Yeah. But, um, you know, again, if you've heard, I've been a little bit more down on the hobby today than I normally am. And to be clear, I'm still happy. And, you know, I want to look out for other people. I just, I don't think it's as clean and wholesome as we like to believe it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you also had three coffees, Starbucks coffees instead of four. No, I went to, I went to this dope little coffee bar, man. It was like a coffee bar slash real bar. Had a cool vibe. It was it was dope. I got to I got to tell a story about <laughs> the coffee. So I called Jeremy yesterday and uh, he's in the Starbucks line. Well, the one next to his house, you can't get out of the line. <laughs> you can't get out of the line unless you go through all the way. Well, he got to the actual <laughs> to order, got to the microphone and uh, intercom, and they're like they're out of nitro. So Jeremy was stuck, stuck in this line <laughs> for the, for like twenty minutes, pissed off because he couldn't get out <laughs> to go to another Starbucks, like fifteen minutes down the road. <laughs> Bro, I feel for the poor baristas, man, because I swear their machine is broken down, like every damn time like it's a coin flip if i'm going to be able to get a nitro so then i drive a town over to the other starbucks and get nitro i was gone like i was gone the starbucks is only like five minutes from my house i was gone like an hour and 15 minutes to get a nitro and a peach tea for court court and i brought the dogs with so i mean i got them puppuccino so that what was a nice guy yeah it was good for them i suppose but on the phone with Jeremy, it was hilarious. He turned instant diva. <laughs> he couldn't get out of line. I love it. I, dude, it was stuck. And then they, I hate, they always try offering me something that's not even remotely close to a nitro. They're like, do you want an iced coffee? And we'll throw some shots in. I'm like, no, is that infused with nitrogen? They're like, no. <laughs> then I'm like, no, I do not want that. What's the, what's the, what? I'm not a coffee. What's the nitro do? It's just, I like it, man. It's it's good tasting. It's probably oh. it's got a little bit higher uh, caffeine content, but I, I like the I like the taste, man. Are you a nitro you. beer drinker too? No, no. So just a coffee? Okay. I don't even drink beer anymore, man. I quit drinking beer. You haven't had a Michelob. When was the last one? Um, uh, sometime last year. Oh wow! Look at that, everyone. Give it up. Yeah. Months. I'm going to go uh, when I, I'm going to try like doing the scotch, the scotch and whiskey thing. I believe. Okay, there you go. That's going like to get fucked up. But okay. I, I don't, well, here's the thing: I don't like to be fucked up, but I also think like you know, there's a certain level of class. You can't show up everywhere always drinking Mick Ultras. 
But I'll tell you what, I, I this is how much I like the taste of beer, man. I, I tried drinking like a margarita, and that Oof. shit was disgusting. I was pouring, I had him like pouring Sprite or some shit in it to like make it. Oof. Yeah. Kaylee has Marg nights with her friends, and I'm like, that's the worst thing impossible. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Hard pass on the Mark Knights. Yeah. Hey, you should you should tell. So I'm a walking L. You should you should give out one of your L's of what you. Yeah. Did. Yeah. I'm a I'm a lemon of the week or tomato of the week or whatever the hell they say I, in New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. Sh- shout out Saucy and uh, the other one. <laughs> Richard. You know I mean? yeah, yeah, Richard. Richard. Yeah, Richard. I was doing a bulk edit on eBay, which I've never done before. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. And so any postings that were maybe a little stale or hadn't gotten a lot of activity in the last, let's say, 48 to 72 hours, I went to adjust all the pricing. Raka, right down. Hit it. <laughs> went upstairs to, to grab a, a water. Came down. And a card had sold. And the buyer paid, like, right away. And I'm like, hell Yeah. And I'm like, what card did I sell? Buy it now for $27. <laughs> and then I realized the card that was supposed to be $270 was at $27. So I MF'd myself and I just thought, okay, what do I do? Obviously, I know that I can, this is eBay. You can do whatever the hell you want. I can cancel it and nothing's going to happen. But I don't roll like that. So I took a minute and I'm like, you know what? Honesty and transparency is always the best. So I said, hey, you know, what's going on? Happy Sunday. Hope you're well. I'm stupid. This is what happened. However, I've never done this before. I don't know what the proper etiquette is. How would you like to handle this? I mean, like, obviously, I know you want the card. And I don't blame you because if the roles reversed, I'd want the card too. But if you look at my page, this is clearly a mistake. What can we do? And the guy responded, like, right away. And he's like, eh. And I, cre- I I had the message popped up. Now, I'm one of those people, like, if the message pops up and I even perceive that it's going to be not sunshines and rainbows, I pause for a minute. And I allow myself to think of every worst-case scenario. He hates me. They're going to blow up my house. Like, <laughs> my perfect score is gone. My wife is going to leave me. I, I let all these, you know, normal thoughts run through my head. And it was just like, it was like, simply like, what's up, bro? Hey, yeah, I've made mistakes too. Um, just cancel it, no big deal. And like, I just responded with something like very gracious, like, "Hey, I'm I'm so happy there's still good people. However, as a result of my beat a dumbass, what's your PayPal? I want to send you, you know, twenty, thirty, forty bucks for just for being a good person. Because yeah. I think if you promote and motivate people to be good, it'll spread like wildfire. I might be crazy, and then he like he, he absolutely refused." because he's just like, no, he's like, I, I promise I've made my fair share of mistakes. It's all good. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, follow us. And if you ever want anything, here's the, here's the Insta reach out and I'll do whatever in my power to help. So shout out to that guy. And then also me who preaches attention to detail to make a stupid ass mistake like that. Um, not a good look, man. Not a good look. So, so moral of the story is to follow hit that follow button on Jeremy's eBay and just be ready for price changes and watch everything. So then you cool. can buy it, but then you could say no and he'll Venmo you or PayPal you money. You there get you go. Money. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, like I want to share that because yeah, 
that I mean, stuff happens in the hobby, and like I don't. Sometimes you just don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Well, Mister Perfect it shows that even Mister Perfect can uh, make a mistake. I've never once claimed to be perfect. I'm. I pride myself on being an asshole and just sharing it with everybody. An asshole, not kind of like not. In the You're sense not an of, asshole. Like, I'm, just an idiot. Just not very. Just not very bright. Oh, but to us together, we we're like two. You know, two negatives make a positive, right? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Before we go, Jeremy, I do want to show something that I'm actually enjoying in the hobby. Since you've been down the whole that whole episode of what I've been buying, and I don't think I I mean you've seen it on eBay. But people shitted on these cards in 2020 because it lost a lot of people money. Um, And I've been buying them when I like them. And I think I'm going to get like a wall and just put all like the artists on it. But these Project 22 cards, they're like 10 bucks and they're sweet. They're like limited numbered because it's tops. It's like a tops now you buy. They only sent out what you what people bought. Right. Um, and it's the soccer ones and I've enjoyed getting people that I like in soccer, like Messi and all this. And I want to get like a little wall thing and have all my project 22 on there. I know project, what I'll say is project 2020, the baseball, everyone thought that was going to be the biggest thing in the world. Everyone was trying to flip it and everyone lost their asses. And I know a lot of people get bad rep, but these are actually kind of cool to have. Like it's artists that create it. And, uh, there's one that's Tyson Beck. He's uh, Australian. He's good friends with Dama and uh, Sauce. And he has some cards in this too. So it's pretty cool. I just wanted I to bring that up. If you look above my head, you can see like two notches. One right there yep. and one right there. And there's normally a showcase. And the showcase uh, came down. But we actually have probably enough tops 2020 and 2022 or, or whatever they are. Uh, top 70. I forget yeah. there's been so many where Courtney collects them because she's huge into artwork. And yeah. then like when you get like a sports card or a artist in sports, like like we have a ton of them. So I do think that they're dope. I think the soccer ones are badass. On a side note, I ordered a I ordered some cards off eBay and they came in and it took forever for the cards to get here. And I'm not complaining about that, but I I remember I claimed a Michael, who's your guy? Michael um Who's your Who's your soccer player? I forget his name. Frederico. 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 Yeah. Frederico. And I remember I claimed it. You're like, oh, thanks a lot. Well, it came and the card wasn't in there, and the person oh. who sold them is just like, it was it was like a ten dollar card, but I'm like, whatever. I'm just gonna let it roll. What a bastard! No, like yeah. this project. I don't know how long, because I know they usually do the year that the project twenty two, right? But this is still having cards. I want to show everyone, like, the new ones. So you got to go to Tops UK. And when you go to Tops UK, just create an account. Look at these. This is this week, and they release every week. They have, like, six to seven cards a week. So look at this Jamal Musiala. Twelve bucks. And I just go through here and look to see who I like and buy it. This guy just signed with Chelsea, so I might be getting this guy. So there's five a week, so... Anthony Alonga. So that'd be awesome if they did one where like last week Makoku's 16 and then this week he's 23. That bastard's gonna ruin me money. <laughs> Good thing I didn't buy too much of him. 
now people don't want to collect them. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a huge, huge difference. Yeah. So, I just you know, I, I, I will say I just got done uh, booking Courtney's uh, stuff to go to Culture Collision. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if you're not if you're going to be in Atlanta for Culture Collision, make sure you stop and say what up to Court. She'll be flying in Friday, flying out Sunday. So really excited. She's going to be there representing networking reckless cars and two thick pod. Yeah, we need to get something. If you DM us, we should get like something to give them of our like get a we shirt, should. a couple shirts or something made. That would be dope. We should do something like that. I like it. And we just <laughs> Courtney goes with the box of two thick. She would hate us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that first day when we did when we were at the national, we did women of the hobby. Yeah. And like we walked in and it was like it was like Cage, Adam Lefko, Lameen James, and like I was carrying like this much shit. Courtney was <laughs> carrying like this much shit. They're trying to introduce us. And we're like, hey, you know, what's what's going on? What's up? What's good? How you doing? And I'm like, I swore I would never like lug shit through a convention center like that ever again. So the her like maybe stuffing a couple shirts in a backpack or having something smaller to give away, sure. Lugging a box like around that. to slang two thick t-shirts, nah, not happening. Yeah, no, she would kill us. No, but it, it it's cool. We need to get something because me and you are going to go to more shows. We're, we're planning on going to more shows. Um, we'll be at Mint. We will be at the National, of course, and the Ship Shawana and probably uh, Skylines, right? Try to be yeah, at those. Skylines those that, Skyline in mid-February will be there. Ship Shawana. I know we're going to make it up to Dallas. Oh, it's shit. So anyway, I was talking about all that stuff earlier about money not moving. And uh, you you did a shit job keeping us on track, too, by the way. But uh, everything I've heard from Dallas is, man, it was awesome. People are spending money, a lot of buying, selling, trading. Are you hearing the same thing, too? Yes. And I'm like you said, I've got FOMO up the ass because every time I get on YouTube, it's – Instagram, everyone's like, I got this trade. I bought this on Twitter. You get Ryan saying that he spent like 30 K on the first day of cards. And it's just Josh Allen's and a bunch of other, I know his friend M is it MGK or not MGK. That's machine. Kelly, But he's buying like, MMK or something like that. yeah, he's buying like Jalen Brunson, one of ones. And I'm just sitting back like, Oh, I want to be there so bad. Yeah. You know, I was like, it was funny. I was like, I was laying in bed. And I was telling Court, I'm like, man, I usually don't, I'm not a jealous person and by no means am I jealous, but I'm like, I, I, I think I'm experiencing FOMO, man. I'm looking at my phone and it just looks like it's popping off and it's like, damn, I think I'm, I think I'm experiencing FOMO. And at that time, Storybook Cards or Roberto Galvez tweeted experiencing hardcore FOMO. And I was like, dude, you have no idea. And he's like spring. And I'm like, yeah, I think we have to. Oh, yeah. We need to go. I want to go so bad. And also, it seems like the bigger shows are still popping, but it seems like there's more bigger shows, which towards the end of the year, I feel like is going to hurt the the shows in general. Because well, I think uh, this is why this show does good is because there was nothing else major going on. I've already heard complaints. What is it like March? Then yep. one weekend, there's like three or four prominent shows yeah going going on at the same time it's the mint weekend it's mint the philly show and then the nash nashville show all on the same weekend Hmm. 
So well, I, 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 we love Vegas and we've been looking to buy property in Vegas. So I'll be at Mint. I'll be at Mint. So where can the kids file? Where, where can the kids find us, sir? The kids can find us on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter at Too Thick Pod. Um, you could follow this handsome gentleman on Reckless Cards. I'm Manny being Manny 1.0. And if you're on, watching on YouTube and you want, if you like this content, we are trying to get out two episodes a week and uh, do some more little taste tests. Jeremy's going to suck down some whatever he said. You, suckers or whatever i don't know he's into sucking so he's gonna get some sucking taste tests going pretty we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to order the cum sauce kid yeah yeah, yeah. he's got cum juice coming so so there's this bottle and it's like a a a, it looks like a red bull can and it looks like a used condom and it's called cum sauce and it says may or may not taste like pineapple and i told court i'm like can we do this on two thick pod and she's like, when have you ever been G-rated? I'm like, yeah, good point. Good yeah, point. Exactly. So I can't wait to see you do that. Um, and the chip as well. And shout out before I go, shout out to Flow Motion, because I had to get some flow motion stuff from Breaking Wax. So if you're listening, thank you. Um Yeah, I hope the Philippines are treating you well, brother. I'm excited. He's gonna be jumping on. What is he like right around Valentine's Day, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna give him some special candy. There you go. <laughs> On that note, thank you guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed your hobby release. And we'll talk to you soon. Peace.